0: KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends95.3.com. on the air since 1994 the garden wise guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high altitude desert of the colorado front range and now here are your hosts the garden wise guys
1: Yes, siri, Bob. We are back on the air on Legends 810. The Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Funk, taking your phone calls. And before we start, I should give out a little bit of Garden Wise wise advice. Oh, right. Should your phone not have a flashlight, here's what you do. You take a photo of the sun and use that in the dark. (laughs) I like that. I like it, too. I thought that was quite clever.
2: Very clever. Right. You know, and actually it would probably work too. <laughs> I was at a a Zoom meeting, a Denver Orchid Society Zoom meeting the other night, and it was about Masdevallias and Draculas, which are orchids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recognize the names. And Draculas are commonly looked at are called monkey flowers. Yeah. Because they have this little monkey face in the yeah. middle of them. Mm-hmm. And you see it every once in a while on Facebook, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, 50 seeds for $1.99. Yeah. And uh, we were all kind of laughing about it because if, if you can see the seeds, they're not orchid seeds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they're
1: not actually there.
2: <laughs> they're not actually there. There's some other kind of seeds. People have – this. The, our speaker had sent off four uh, – I sent, you know, sent in to get these seeds just to see what she would get. She yeah. said, sometimes you get sunflower <coughs> seeds. <laughs> There's all kinds of seeds you get, but none of them are orchid seeds. And even if you did get orchid seeds, like I said, you wouldn't be able to see them. And you wouldn't be able to start them yourself. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's but, it's a it's a scam. But people
1: don't know that. And <clears throat> they, they look at pretty pictures of orchids and say, yeah, I want one of those. I'll grow from seed because
2: mm-hmm. they can grow sunflower from seed. Yeah. <laughs> But orchids, nah. no. Nah. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we at with, uh, with our callers here? Let me put my glasses on so I can read the screen more gooder. All right. We're up, to, uh, we're up to Karen right now. All right. Karen is next up on the line. Good morning, Karen.
3: Good morning. Glad to talk to you guys.
2: Well, thank you for calling. How can we help you today?
3: I need your advice about what time of year is best to have my apple tree trimmed.
2: I would
1: say late winter. Okay. So get on their list now. And by the way, we it, we hit, we're, we're in, we have it in good authority that uh, tree trimming companies uh, are loaded with work right
2: now. Oh, my gosh. They're overwhelmed. overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. And part of that overwhelming is because they don't have people to do the trimming.
4: Right.
2: And you can't just have any, any old person come out and do no. the trimming. It needs to be somebody who knows what they're doing. I would recommend a couple of, well, the, the one I like is two of them. One of them is uh, stump removal and daughter. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it says stump removal, but they do tree trimming as well, and they do a beautiful job. I have had them work on my own trees. Mm-hmm. And then the other is Bartlett Tree Experts. Okay. Either one of those two is, are excellent. Okay.
3: I've already got a couple of estimates. I just want to be sure I'm getting good advice about when to have it trimmed. For yeah, this is,
1: this is probably one of those places you don't want to go with the lowest bid.
0: Right.
2: And so, uh, like Jim said, late winter, so <coughs> sometime in you know late February and in through the month of March. And if okay. you want to see what not to do, just come into my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I don't want to see We've he's had not any, kidding. any
1: number of fly by nights, you know, pickup truck and a chainsaw. And yeah. all of a sudden they are an arborist. Uh huh. Right,
3: right. Okay, well, that's what I needed to know. All right. <clears throat> I appreciate the show. I never miss it on Saturday.
2: Well, oh, well thank, thank you, you, Karen. We appreciate Thanks. that.
3: Mm-hmm, bye.
2: Bye bye. So, yeah, Johnny pickup truck with a chainsaw. Yeah. And y- there are websites you can go to. The What's the Arborist Association here? Um, I want to try to... It's not... Is it CalCAP? No. No, it's uh,
1: that's their own society. Do I have that written down quickly? Quickly, probably not. Um,
2: well, you can just Google Colorado it? Arborist Association, and then they'll, they'll yeah. give you people yeah. who are accredited, uh, insured, bonded, who know what they're doing. And licensed and...
1: Yeah. And by the way, most municipalities require a license in order to trim trees mm-hmm. on a on a commercial basis, and that's what you're doing. You're hiring somebody, so that makes them uh, the trimmers commercial, and you must have a license. And to have that license, uh, you got to know what you're doing. I think there are tests or something that you have to have to take.
2: And if any of them come out to your house and and tell them that your trees need to be topped, no. Make them go away as quickly as possible. Yep. That's that's not good. No, not good at all. Oh, well, let's see. I was looking it up to see if I could come up with this, this association. You talk. I. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to look up here too. I have I have several places I look here in my in my oh in my book and let everything fall apart in the process. But uh, I should I should know this. We we don't get this question that off, often, but um, there are there are professional organizations for almost every aspect of horticulture out there, mm-hmm. and the arborists, that is,
2: the tree people, have their own
1: ISA? organization. I there you go, thank you, International Society
2: of Arboriculture. Yes, yes. ISA. Um, let me look at. Let me put my glasses on, and, and, there's and I a, can give
1: you the website. Uh, they're they're listed. They're, they're found in every state and there's a Colorado, I'll call it a chapter, and uh, they have a list of arborists that are licensed and bonded and all the kind of stuff that you you have to be.
2: So that would be um, ISARMC, standing for Rocky Mountain Chapter. So ISARMC.org. Look that up, and that will help you find (coughs) reputable arborists to do your tree trimming.
1: And if it's important, you can probably find one that's closest to you.
2: Yeah, and that would be helpful, too.
1: And you might want to make arrangements to uh, keep the chips from your tree trimming.
2: I like to do that after, you know, if if, um, if the chips are being made once the leaves have fallen from the tree, mm-hmm. so it's just the wood and no leaves mixed with it. Mm. Those are the yep. best ones. Those are the ones I like to have. They both work. <clears throat> But uh, you can have them drop the
1: chips off right then and there if you want that.
2: Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll give you the previous jobs chips as well, well, well if you want. <laughs> yeah, you it's, may have more than you wished for. It saves them from going to wherever they dumped them. Yeah, they
1: have, you usually have to they have to pay to
2: dump them. Mm-hmm. And other
1: places, store them in one of their yards someplace and, mm-hmm. and charge people to come in and take them.
2: Or they give them th- – there are th- different composting um, yeah. programs up and down the front range as yeah. well. That will take the chips and turn them into compost. Exactly. And then you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it I'm, for the most part, they don't end up at the, you know, the county dump. Yeah. We don't want them there. That's, they're too valuable. Well, they are. They're actually good stuff to have. Exactly. Oh, let's see. Let's get back out to the phones. We've got um, three open lines right now. Jim? Um, should I give them the open line or the closed
1: line? Closed line. No, we don't need closed line. Closed line. That's where you put your laundry. That's right. 303-477-2473 is our phone number. It's actually the studio's phone number. Everybody that's uh, that comes into here, and that includes Little Wayne in, in, in the room in there.
2: <laughs> little Wayne? <laughs> little
1: Wayne. I don't know why I said that. It's Sean. <laughs> little Wayne? Yeah. Sean... <laughs> <laughs> he uses that number. He uses the number actually to answer the phone. Okay. And you can use it to actually call us here. So
2: any number of things you can do with that phone. We might break out in a rap or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, let's go talk to Rick right now out in Centennial. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. What's going on with you today?
5: Well, uh, for years we had a series of red twig dogwoods, and, but there was a space between them. Uh-oh. And we thought that we'd fill in the blank with some new ones, mm-hmm. and we did. We planted three. This is in 2016. And we planted three of them, or had them planted, and there's one that just isn't doing anything. It uh, It's only about three feet high. It gets big leaves on it, and then the leaves will droop. And so I get out the old uh, dog, or uh, fog eye, frog eye, there we go. Mm-hmm and uh, water it for about a half an hour, and it looks great for a few days, and then the leaves droop again. One time I got out my three-quarter-inch drill and, uh, you know, drilled holes around the drip line, and that worked for a while, but then the leaves just, it's just going nowhere. The other two are doing fine, and i it's been that way ever since 2016.
1: How are the other ones being watered?
5: uh well they're being watered by our sprinkler system but also i will occasionally go out with the frog eye okay and and give them a good good watering uh but this one is just nothing in fact last spring all the branches were gone but i could see new growth coming up so i cut away all the old dead branches and these new branches came up real nice and now they're doing it's doing the same thing it's just
1: Well, if I were there taking a look at your plant, one of the first things I would look at is uh, see if I can determine just how deep it was planted. Okay. I'm thinking it might have been planted too deep. Too deep. Yeah, the crown of the plant, which is where all those shoots come up, uh, should be right at the ground surface.
5: All right. So how do I remedy that? It's been in for five years.
1: Yeah, (laughs) if if that is the case, um, you can... You can dig it up because it seems to—it's not growing very much, so it shouldn't be very big. But you know, if you can make that determination that it's planted too deep,
5: yeah,
1: okay. uh, I would—I would dig it up and
2: replant it.
5: Replant a little bit yeah. higher then.
2: And I yeah. think what I would also do is, once you have it out of the ground, <coughs> dig down deeper, see if okay. there's anything, any debris or anything like that buried in the ground there.
5: Okay. All right, but there's no fertilizer or anything that I can put on it. Um,
2: and another thing I'm wondering, no. uh,
1: did you this was planted I'm going to take it from a container? Uh,
5: I believe it was, yeah. You know, we had a landscape guy come out and do it. Okay. So, but I think I think I remember seeing it in containers.
1: Um, and in the process of digging it back up if that's what you need to or should do, um, I would take a look at the original root ball. It may All right. it may still be there. In a very dense form.
5: I see. So the roots haven't been spreading out um, then.
1: That's another possibility, yes.
5: Okay. All right.
1: And if so, uh, that's when I would score that root ball really quite heavily. Okay. And then make sure it's not planted too deep. And then okay. replant it and stand back. And, of course, water the living daylights out of it.
5: Oh, yeah. Initially. Because
1: yeah. These, yeah. these are not dry land plants by any means.
5: Uh, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but they sure are nice.
1: Yeah, they are. So, yeah. So um, Okay.
5: Yeah. Well, that's all I needed. And then so. report
1: back to us uh, uh, sometime next year.
2: Okay. I'll do that.
1: Or, or or even sooner if you find out that it was planted too deep or if the root ball was really quite dense and the roots just had not yeah. gotten out of that root ball.
2: Yeah, because our listeners, you know, everybody else out there, may <coughs> there are the other people who have might, might have the same problem and would appreciate hearing back about yeah. what you did discover and how you remedied it. So
5: I'm looking for the the crown of the plant huh
2: where the where the stems join the root system
5: yeah, okay, and then if it's too deep, that's probably the reason then correct Pos- yeah, possibly okay is there it probably wouldn't help to maybe kind of scrape the dirt away from
1: me uh, <laughs> no no, that usually doesn't work
5: <laughs> See, I was looking for something easy and,
1: uh, <laughs> well we <all> are
5: <laughs> well that would Dang. be
2: that would be my initial uh chore is to scrape the dirt away and and to see if it indeed is planted too deep and that's the way okay. to determine it yeah okay all right yeah, and if it's right. not planted too deeply then i'm still thinking there might be something like a you know chunk of sidewalk or yeah uh, you know a clothesline anchor cement that anchored or, a clothesline or pole or or, something or like a that. coffin or something a like coffin that. yeah oh. or maybe <laughs> a giant chest of gold coins <laughs>
5: Now, that's what I'm, Roman, it has to be Roman coins, though, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or
2: Viking. Or Viking.
5: Viking, yeah, Yeah. Viking is better, yeah. (laughs) Okay, you know, I'd never, I'd never seen a topped tree before.
1: Oh, you haven't? No,
5: and we were up in Wyoming yesterday, the day before, and driving back, driving along, and here was the ugliest tree that I'd ever seen in my life, and I started looking at it and I said god there's a top tree. And it was horrible. I can't yeah. believe it. Yep. Jeez.
4: Yeah. Um,
5: you know it just well you know yeah you're right it's it's not a it's not a pleasant sight to see.
2: So. Well it was once upon a time a yeah a common practice so that the tree didn't get too big. Yeah. Cuz well, we know trees get too big. They get too big yeah. yeah. And yeah. then but for, so for if you top good. it it won't get too big because it's going to die yeah <laughs> it, it looks
5: like it was in that process you yeah know? yeah so all right well thanks so much appreciate it
2: <laughs> you bet thanks for calling this okay. morning
5: you, okay
1: bye yeah there are many there are many wishes i would like to have in the in the gardening world one is when trees are topped or, or badly badly pruned i wish they would die immediately exactly and it's unfortunate that they don't Cause then we have to look at them. We have to look at them and they will continue suffering for the next, as long as 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And then finally they go, but they become a hazard, yep.
2: a terrible hazard and, and dangerous. And because
1: they didn't die immediately, the, the tree topper will come back and say, "It." look at it. It's perfectly healthy. It's got lots of new growth on it. Mm-hmm. And we look at the growth where it's coming from and they think, no, nope, sorry. Lots of green, I'll agree with you there,
2: but that's not healthy growth. Now, in Europe, there is a practice <coughs> that they do with certain trees called pollarding. Yeah. And that's where they go through and they cut the branches back to the same point every year. Year after year after year. Right. For decades. hmm But they don't ever expect that tree to grow up and become a full-size tree. Because they do this for ornamental purposes. Yep. Now, that's a whole different ball of wax. It and is. that started when a tree is young. Yeah, yeah. You can't go into an older tree and start art in it. It mm-hmm. just
1: doesn't work. Sorry. Some people think you can do it. And you, you can do it, and you end up topping the tree, and you get all this new growth coming out. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at it and say, no, that's not very firmly attached to the tree at all. It's coming down.
2: One windstorm, one snowstorm, and yep. it just peels like a banana. <clears throat> yep. My neighbor's tree is gonna is already starting to do that. Yeah, it was topped. A tree's gonna want to get to the size a tree wants to be. Yep, it's in its genetics. Cutting it out isn't going to stop it. And if you think you see
1: on the news a trees toppling over from snowstorms or windstorms, take a really good look at that tree. Yeah, it came down. Take a look and see, and all, all of, uh, there would been no exceptions. Uh, over the years and looking at them as close as you can look at them on TV uh, they've all been rotted in the center Mm-hmm. and apparently nobody noticed that or
2: thought that was a problem it's always a problem Yeah. that's the structural strength of the tree of yep. the center so
1: what are you going to do? I don't know, I got one of those in my yard it's, it's going to be one of those unless I take it out
2: which one is that?
1: I'm a Japanese pagoda tree. Oh. Yep. Yeah. October freeze. <sniffs> Wish I'd been there standing outside when that bark went. I'm sure it exploded. Oh dear. <laughs> on two sides of the tree. All the way from the bottom, all the way to the top of the tree. So it's a goner. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It's going to start rotting. And un- unfortunately, it'll keep on living for quite some time, but it'll start rotting and it become a dangerous tree. So. You know, take it out while it's young, younger. It's cheaper
2: that way. Yep. <laughs> that's for sure. And and I can do it. So even
4: better. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, our telephone number yeah. here is 303 477 2473, in case you didn't believe, Jim. And we should take a break and come back and talk to J D about pepper plants.
1: I can't wait to talk to J D. And we're gonna do that right after this on Legends A ten.
0: Have you been waiting for that last application of fertilizer for the yard? Well, Fertilome has the solution for that. Fertilome Winterizer. Winterizer is the most important application of the entire year. Never skimp on this application. A number of years ago, Fertilome examined university studies of winterlizer formulas and created a special winterlizer for our area. This special formula is quickly and easily converted to stored food for your turf to help it make it through the unpredictable winter months. In the spring, a yard that has Fertilome winterizer applied to it, in the fall, will be the fullest, darkest green yard on the block. You'll find Fertilome Winterizer at your favorite independent garden retailer, including the Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora. To find the closest Fertilome dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com, and be sure to tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you.
2: We're
1: back, folks, taking your phone calls on Legends 810. And the phone number here is 303-477-2473.
2: That would be it. It
1: would be indeed. Did you know on this date in 1928, a guy by the name of Marvin Pipkin received a patent for a frosted electric light bulb? Up until then, they were all clear. Those are hard to look at.
2: Mm-hmm. Frosted, huh?
1: Frosted. I don't know how he did that. He took a cue from uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes or something. I guess. Yeah.
2: All right.
1: Because that's a sugar coating in there, don't you? That know? would
2: smell bad, though, <laughs> when it got hot. All right, let's go out and talk to J.D. right now. Let's do it. Good morning, J.D. Good
6: morning, guys. Great show. Thank you. Um, you made me feel terrible about myself as uh, an amateur gardener arborist.
1: That, that's our job.
6: Um, uh-huh. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Uh, I have, uh, and to get off topic, I do not want to talk about the peppers, but I've got two silver maples, and one of them I trimmed incorrectly 20 years ago, and it was about a foot and a half wide branch, and I left about three foot of it uh. left on the tree, uh-huh. and that fell off a year or two ago, and now I have a foot and a half hole in the side of the tree
4: mm-hmm.
6: and can I put some spray foam in there I I want to pack it with something
1: No, you don't. I tell you what they did in the past with they used to use bricks and anything they could and come cement, up with yeah. and some yeah. cement to, uh-huh. <laughs> to, yeah, to fill that I, hole. I, just,
6: I feel terrible that there's a <laughs> giant hole in the side of my tree.
2: Yeah, well. Well, that means the trunk is rotting as well. Yeah. Which means oh, it, your tree is is yeah compromised is very compromised and can it, it sounds like it must be a pretty good sized tree
6: oh it's yeah it's at least 60 foot these are 40 year old silver maples
2: i think i'd have an uh, i'd have an expert arborist come out and evaluate it whether it's safe to leave it standing
6: yeah yeah and uh, god forbid it falls on my neighbor's house um yeah, or, in, in
1: or the, somebody's car or, yeah, in the meantime, uh you might want to up your insurance.
6: Yeah. Uh I just ah it provides all kinds of shade and yeah. cover for the front of the house. Sure. And I just hate to think about getting rid of it.
1: Well, like you said, I'd I'd get a a, a professional arborist out there and, and have him or her do an evaluation of it.
2: Yeah, Bartlett tree experts would be good, and uh, they'll—they're very reputable, and they're not gonna—they're not gonna sell you a,
1: a bag of goods. They could um, actually do a coring of your trunk and see how far
2: the rot has has proceeded.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, interesting. But yeah, don't uh, pack
2: it full of stuff. That makes it no. worse. Yeah.
6: Hey, you were asking uh, the previous gentleman to call back in and say, hey, you know, what did I do with the root ball, and you know, if it worked or not. And uh, I had the typical silver maple brownish spots on the leaves, okay. which is, like, I, I guess, it's an iron deficiency.
2: Can be, yeah.
6: Because the tree can't suck it up from our clay soil or whatever, you know, I was told way back when. And I actually had a company come out. They drilled holes into the top of the root you know, just right after the trunk, you know, the the base of the trunk, Uh and had some high concentration of iron, and it looked like uh, some mad scientist contraption, and they had hoses and stuff that plugged into all the holes that they drilled, and a compressor, and and forced iron in. And I'll be darned if it didn't work. Oh, yeah. Um, The tree was in really bad shape, and I'm like, you know, this is nonsense. You know, them trying to force, you know... iron directly into the roots but how long ago, it, it cost a bunch
1: yeah how long ago did they do that
6: oh man um five eight years
1: and is it still nice and green today
6: yeah it's doing great
1: okay good good yeah it's an expensive process oh well you looked at the contraption they have set up there
6: yeah i think it was 400 bucks yeah to have it done but it's kept the tree alive and looking good you know Sounds oh, well
2: worth it for yeah. that size tree that you're talking about yeah, and, what, and the function it performs. That's 400 bucks for five years,
1: so that's $80 a year. And if you get yeah. another year, that price goes down even more. So.
6: All right. Well, enough about my maples. Um,
1: yeah, uh, what's, what's this yeah. about your peppers, I hear?
6: Well, <laughs> these darn Colorado Springs... Um, have been so bad the last couple of years that I've gotten a late start in planting. And so I did a bunch of pepper plants from seed and bought a nice professional grow light and and got them going, Uh, put them all in container pots, and they're just now starting to really get going. I've I've only got... Oh, I've got... uh, Thai bird chilies. I've got habaneros. I've got Fresno's. I've got Anaheims, and there are only a half dozen that have actually turned red at this point. And what is the best way to uh, overwinter pepper plant so that I don't have to start from scratch again next spring?
1: I'm not sure I would do that. I would start again from uh, seed next spring. Early, if you wish, since you sounds like you have a nice let, light set up inside, rather than try to keep old plants over the winter. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. I haven't tried it myself. I, I don't think I want to.
6: I did it once with a habanero plant, mm-hmm. and it was a constant battle with the aphids and white flies yep. and whatnot, but it did manage to live through, and it did produce the next year uh, quite nicely but yeah it was a battle
2: um well you're gonna uh, you're gonna need to supply it with plenty of light um yep how many plants do you have
6: uh about 20
2: and they're all in containers yep what size uh
6: i don't know five gallon well anywhere from maybe a one or two gallon to a five gallon
2: okay that should the five should be plenty big Uh, peppers don't have a very big root system but uh, the light is going to be your limiting factor I think aside from the insects so if you if you've got some good lights set up you you know it's worth a shot what have you got to lose right
6: (laughs) exactly I just I don't want to lose I I mean you can see all of the fruit that is ready to do its thing I still have flowers yeah, I mean even opening. if you
2: can even if you can keep them going for the next month or 6 weeks, that's still going to give you the time to to ripen some of that fruit before they before the plants go down. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. I and just, and maybe you'll be able to winter them all the way through.
6: Uh, and well, I don't know if I have the space or if I want to deal with Twenty plants worth of white flies and and <laughs> i, I hear that yeah yep exactly uh, what
1: what kind of a light setup do you have uh
6: I'll, I'll just say the name because i really like it and it it did work um and it was relatively inexpensive for grow light it's um golly v-i-p-a-r so the viper i guess uh uh, and it's got veg and bloom lighting, so it's got multiple colors and, you know, like full-spectrum lighting. Are, are and, these fl-
1: are these fluorescent lights?
6: Um, They're LED. Oh, okay. okay.
2: All right. And how, how big of an area so, does it cover?
6: I would say eight square feet.
2: Okay. So you could probably get it. Ten or a dozen plants under that.
6: Yep. Yep. And obviously, you know, how close or how far <laughs> away. Uh, it's it's perfect for seedlings. Not so good because, yeah. um, you know, uh, I have, you know, the habaneros are a wider plant and the Thai bird chilies like to grow taller.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking um, at eight square feet. That's only two by four. square. No, no.
6: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. An eight by eight. Oh, okay, um, so,
1: Six, 64 sorry, square feet. Uh,
2: okay.
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. And keep in mind that I as, you, as you get yet.
2: farther and farther out to that eight feet, you know, the, out to the perimeter of that light coverage, the, the light drops off pretty quickly, the light intensity. So the, I rotate them. Okay, good.
6: I have them in little, like, I'm uh, talking about my seedlings now, but I have those um, turkey, trays you know the, the aluminum foil turkey oh yeah, yeah that sure. you can uh-huh. get at Costco or Sam's mm-hmm. and that way i don't need to worry about you know stuff leaking onto my floor or anything and then i just rotate the trays every day um, and so they all get an equal shot at the best light
1: there you go well you can put those you can put those aluminum trays in plastic trays that don't leak at all so you don't have to worry about water getting on stuff. Yeah,
6: I, I kind of thought in a, a roundabout sort of way that the aluminum trays might help reflect some of the light that got missed back up.
1: Yeah, there the is a little bit of that, but those aluminum trays also corrode, and, and uh, you'll see holes starting to form fairly quickly in them. I doubt that you get one more than one use out of them.
6: I uh, actually have a couple right now that are, I've doubled up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
6: All right. Because of that. Yeah. As, as far as trays, uh, well,
1: hey. as far as trays are concerned, what I'm using on my back porch are, oh, what do they call them? They're called, I, I guess, boot trays. Mm-hmm. Things you put your boots in when you come in out of the out of the snow. Oh, sure. And those are sure, really sure. quite wide, and, and I think they're like three
2: feet long. Kitty litter yep. pans work pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, they, they work well. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I you know I think I get to myself some um, some neem oil, uh, something you know that's labeled for vegetables, and uh, right. treat treat them outdoors before you bring them inside. Yep. Uh, if you haven't already, I'm, in fact, have you, how have you protected them from this frost that we've had?
6: Um, brought them in uh, yesterday, you know, with the the lower temperatures, but. It was supposed to only get down to like 33 uh, last night, so I left half of them out as an experiment, and they seem to be doing just fine right now. Okay. This morning. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's and, gonna uh, that's gonna limit new fruit set, but at least you'll be able to keep the what's on there. But uh, yeah, I would treat them before you bring them inside and uh, see what happens.
6: Yeah, and speaking of the neem oil, and there's all kinds of great recipes you can find online. You know, uh, for Various folksy remedy cures and preventives and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, um, I went down to Harbor Freight, and I think they're fifteen, maybe twenty bucks. I bought the two-gallon pump-up sprayers,
4: yes. right? Uh-huh.
6: And. I've got a half dozen of those and they're all labeled with different things. Um so I have my neem oil sprayer and it just makes it so much easier than having a little spray bottle and having to click your hand a thousand times. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Cover all that and you can get underneath the leaves really easy and you know uh so there's um, if that helps anybody um go buy yourself a few of those guys, label them and you know poison only, water only. <laughs> um whatever
2: absolutely
1: yeah i've got some advice for for you what not to do what's that okay add up all the price of all these things that you've just mentioned (laughs) and and then try to figure out what each of those peppers really cost to grow
6: and and i will i will (laughs) uh i will counter that argument with (laughs) I get immense joy. Out there you doing go. The gardening. Well,
1: put a price so, on that. Put a price on that too.
6: Yeah, I just love to see things grow. And uh, yeah, I could go down. and I buy a thousand peppers um, <laughs> for whatever, but uh, I don't know where they've been grown. Don't know what's in them. These guys, um, you know, I just, yeah. I just love to learn. And then and then you'd have to spend all
1: that time in a bar or something.
6: Exactly. Yeah, we don't want to. And do that. Who wants to do that? Yeah, exactly. You now,
2: <laughs> that's an expense right there. It sure is. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Especially these days. Holy yeah. cow! I think I, I went to the View House um, a month ago and cost me my entire salary for the month.
2: Yeah, I know. The prices have gone up. Yeah, they have. Well, JD, I would uh, challenge you to uh, try this and give us a call. You know as the winter progresses and let us know how it's working for you. Because, you know, Jim and I could uh, I learn shall. a thing or two, too.
6: Hey, uh, no, you guys are great. Uh, we're all in this together. We, we right.
2: are, yeah.
1: Whether you like it or not. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys have a great rest. All right, of we weekend. will indeed. You, too. you as well. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. That's
1: something most of us really should never do is put a price in what it costs to grow anything in
2: our garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I always tell the story, about when I was in retail garden center sales, mm-hmm. and I'd have customers who come in and buy a one, of, one of, a strawberry pot, and the potting soil to go in it, strawberries to go in it, fertilizer to fertilize them with, and I, and by that time they they spent eighty or a hundred dollars,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm thinking how many strawberries are <laughs> you really going to get off of this, <laughs> and it's probably not going to live through the winter. No, probably not. But, like you said, there's the joy, there's the the enjoyment of of growing these things. And look what I did. You can't put a price tag on that. Well, you can, but I'm not going to.
1: Yeah. Like I said, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: All right. We have a phone number here. It's 303-477-2473. That'll get you in here. And, uh, Sean, I don't know where I came up with Lil Wayne. He doesn't even look like Lil Wayne. No, he doesn't. No. He uh, can't rap like him either, so. <laughs> Although, well, you may try. You may ask him to. <laughs> he can throw a rap at you. <laughs> All right. We got anybody online there? I can't we tell do. this angle.
2: Let's see. I'm trying to determine <coughs> who is first up. Is going to be Gil out in Westminster. Good morning, Gil.
3: Hey. Good morning, fellas.
2: Hey, what's going on?
3: Uh, yeah, you were just uh, talking a little bit about strawberries there. Uh, I tried... Uh, 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 planting some strawberries uh, earlier this year and they came out real tiny and uh, about the size of your thumbnail and there wasn't very many uh, uh, blooms on them uh, uh, d- didn't give out very many strawberries and I I don't I just uh, uh, got them from a big box store and I, I think uh-huh. I planted them too late to get the right soil but anyway for, for next year I want to kind of do it right uh, I want to do it, plant them in large pots. When you're prepping the soil, what's the best type of soil? Dirt versus potting soil, which is better? I'd use
1: it. potting soil, so. just regular so. potting soil, potting
3: yeah. Soil. 100%? Yep. Okay, and uh, okay. when you're uh, putting in potting soil, should you put any fertilizer in with that potting soil?
1: Um, any number of ways of doing that. You can put a little in. I. It's, it's real easy to overdo it. So I'd be really careful about that. Or you just go ahead and pot them up, and then fertilize after you have them potted. Do that with a liquid fertilizer.
3: Oh, okay. Now I, I noticed that there's several different types of uh, <coughs> strawberries available. Uh, what what kind to get um, to get the big uh, to get the big blooms? What?
1: Uh, uh, I I would okay. try to I'd probably just make it easier and say get your strawberries from a garden center. They all get the the right kind, if you will, of strawberries for our particular area.
2: The most common that you'll find is Fort Laramie. Yeah, you'll find uh, Quinault. I'm trying to think if there's other. Those are the two that I see most commonly in the garden centers that that perform well in here in Colorado.
3: Okay, and uh, when is the best time of year to? Uh,
1: should you start planning? Oh, I'd plant them as soon as the, the plants become available in the garden center. Probably April. Yeah, it's going to be kind of, it's going to feel like it's kind of
2: early, but strawberries can take cold weather pretty well. Yeah.
3: All right.
1: And, uh, okay. and, and don't, don't, uh, be prepared not to keep your strawberries for more than a, oh, a couple of short years.
4: Okay, they uh, they sort
1: time? of give out after year two or three. Sure. I mean, the plants will be just fine, but you won't get much in the way of strawberries.
3: Okay. And uh, what... Um, uh, full sun or partial sun? Oh, full sun.
1: Full sun. Yeah.
3: Full sun, okay.
1: yeah. And, and, per, and, well, you're going to put them in potting soil, so you're, you're good there. Now, how are you planning on wintering them through? Yes.
3: Uh, that, I have to ask on that, because I... I don't know
1: about that. No, that's a challenge. Yeah, I'd, I'd bring those pots in so the soil in the pot doesn't get as cold as the air temperature is going to get.
2: What about sinking them in the ground, sinking you, the pots yeah, and all into yeah, the... Yeah, you could
1: do that and, that, and that'll work.
2: Yeah, if you've got a, a space, <coughs> uh, empty space in the vegetable garden or flower bed, you could, uh, in the fall, before the soil freezes up, just sink the pot and all into the ground, mulch around it, and keep it well-watered through the winter.
3: Uh, and what kind of a, a watering schedule should
4: you uh, mm.
2: No schedule.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't get a schedule. Use your finger as a guide, and your finger
2: will tell you when the soil is dry, and that's when you water, whenever that occurs. And it's going to be different intervals depending on the time of year and the weather.
3: Okay. And also I've heard something about uh, uh, if you get too many runners on it, cut them off. Is that
2: true? The first year in particular, yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, well, that uh, that answers all my questions then. That's, uh, well, good. Okay. okay. So, so so, thanks a lot.
2: You bet. Thanks for calling this morning. We need to take a break. Yeah, we knew taking take a break. We we to <laughs> try we'd, that again. We knew to
1: take a break. We're going to do that right here on Legends 810.
7: Jared's Nursery Gift & Garden on West Bulls Avenue in Littleton is the place to be to get ready for the season. You'll find everything you need for this time of year, whether it be pumpkins, gourds, corn stalks, straw bales, tree wrap, rose collars, and winterizer for your lawn. The pumpkins you find at Jared's are great, not the cookie cutter kind you find at the supermarkets or box stores. They are locally grown and quite varied in size, shape, and color. Some even have warts. There are carving pumpkins, pie pumpkins, wee and Jack B. Little pumpkins, plus colored or Cinderella pumpkins. Of course, there is a nice selection of locally grown mums and pansies for live fall color. Jared's is located at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton, open 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Bring the kids or grandkids and let them enjoy Jared's Galleria of Ghouls maze and corn pit. There is no charge for these activities, and kids love them. Visit them online at jaredsgarden.com.
1: And we are back, as I promised, right here on Legends 810. Just a comment to follow up on our last call about strawberries. Commercially, strawberries, um, you can think of them as being grown with new plants every year. Mm -hmm. They rip them all out and start over again. Why is that? uh, Because they get diseases very quickly yeah. with leafhoppers and other kinds of creatures and aphids that come in and
2: feed on them. Which reminds me, back to a caller earlier with mm-hmm. the dogwood bushes and mm-hmm. the one that wasn't doing well. Could it be a <laughs> disease issue? Could it be a virus or something like that? I'd that look for scale. For scale?
1: Yeah, but that for me that would be obvious right away. But yeah,
2: because I've seen, I've seen bacterial blights on Red twig dogwoods, yeah. where the stems turn I, black, black, black. Yep. And, and that's never a good thing to see either. And that could, that could also contribute to the, the downfall of a yeah. plant. And it
1: might spread to your other ones as well.
4: hmm
2: There are a lot of things to look for.
1: I think we, we just covered the obvious ones. Right. Or as they say on TV, the obvious ones. Obvious? Yeah, there's no B anymore. There's no B. No, no. take that B
2: out of the alphabet because we don't use it. Yeah, and put it in, in, put it in supposedly. Yeah, well, that's where it went. Put, put <laughs> where the, put, that's when you put the B in, so, so it's supposedly instead. That, that's where that B went. I just want to slap people when they do that. <laughs> <sighs> just drives me up
1: a wall. There was a TV show I was watching. Don't ask me what it was. It was nothing important, but it involved money or something being kept in bank safe deposit boxes. And they, it happened to be they had to mention that name several times by several different people. And they all said safe deposit box.
4: Not it safety? is not
1: a safety deposit box. I thought that was pretty neat. Someone was paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> and they also used oh, that sh- same sh- the word cavalry.
7: Okay. It wasn't
1: cavalry. It was cavalry. That was the proper use of
2: that. Cavalry versus Calvary? Yes. Because Calvary is a city, right? Or is it the it other way around? Calgary. Calgary. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of my depth. <laughs> Not cavalry.
1: Cavalry is a bunch of horses and soldiers. Okay. And then there's Calvary.
2: Calvary. Which has
1: nothing to do with either Calgary or horses and soldiers. Okay. <laughs> That that's where that's where Christ was 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 put on the cross. I got gotcha. you okay. on a hill called Calvary.
2: Okay, I learned something, Ooh, now. so God. I'm done for the day, and my brain is dead. I hadn't thought about the Calgary.
1: There's a, Calgary. Sta- there's a stampede yeah. in Calgary, <laughs> and now we get back to horses and stuff. And they might have a Calvary coming on too. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, we digress.
2: Yeah, let's go to the library Please. and figure it <laughs> out. <laughs> okay,
1: because uh, <laughs> there they have a lot of Chimbleys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Let's see. Um, where are we at here? Okay, so next up is going to be Sue, out in uh, in Centennial. Good morning, Sue. Oh,
8: good morning. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're obviously we're fine. Way off track here. So <laughs> <laughs> what, I what can we do? you guys do? are real good this morning. You <laughs> Your cute pills, not. Needless to say, we had, uh, you were talking about uh, uh, top trees losing their tops. We had Mother Nature come through, mm-hmm. and we have a really tall scotch pine. And, um, of course, there's not too many branches at the bottom just because it's a scotch pine. But mm-hmm. it's now topless mm-hmm. due to Mother Nature. And the um, arborist that came out and said... I said, "Well, do we have to remove it?" And he said, "Well, not yet. Let's wait and see if maybe another leader takes over."
4: Mm-hmm.
8: And it's that's at least five years ago. So I'm assuming I don't know if another leader took over because it's it's probably elevated about well, it's a you know it's a 40 50 foot tree and then it's sloped up in the back, so we can't even see the top. But um, it took us a while to even identify that the top was gone. Um, or frozen off or blown off or whatever um and and so it's what are the chances of it really surviving if it's been if it's still got cones and it's still oh green? i th- i
1: think it's i think it's it's in good shape it'll survive i'm I'm pretty sure uh this happens to trees out in the woods and forest anyway, and it okay. typically doesn't spell the doom for the tree
8: okay I'm hoping not because it's it's kind of a cute little. Little big guy in the back that provides some, you know, a little bit of
1: sure, sure
8: interest. I guess we <laughs> should
2: we should clarify that when we talk about topping a tree, it's where they go into a large tree and cut it down. They're cutting across branches that are as thick as your leg,
1: yeah. all over the tree. All over
2: the tree.
8: We we had I think it was Excel or some you know some utility come out and they were trying to trim the trees in the back of the yard. But I was there, so I had to argue with them to that they couldn't do too much damage
4: but mm-hmm.
8: they, they they he says, "Well, I'll get in trouble with my boss, and I said, "Fine, have your boss call me, yeah.
4: yeah so
8: you know, but I mean, but they're just trying to do their job, and I'm just trying to save my trees, so it was a discussion that we had yeah. um another um i we have a neighbor that has um taken down all of the trees which probably needed to be taken down behind us. And now we have a supremely clear view of their backyard and their soon-to-be-big party yard. And I tranted, planted a Cheyenne privet this last year, and, and I'm looking for something that's going to get above the six-foot fence, maybe mm-hmm. eight, or, you know, the ganilla that was there died. So would a, giant, would a New Mexico privet...
1: I was just about to suggest that, New Mexico privet. I just looked at mine and talked to someone about mine yesterday, and it's probably 15 feet tall. Multi-stem. Okay. They, they do sucker a bit, which is actually a good thing.
2: Okay. The cyan privet will get 10 to 12 <laughs> feet tall if you don't trim it. Yep.
8: Yeah. Oh, it's right next to a... Because um, I have the junipers. Well, it doesn't get a lot of sun oh it's underneath the the Austrian that is split and then the um scotch it it'll be under those and okay. doesn't get a great deal of water
2: so it'll grow it'll be a little sparser than if it was in full sun and without without getting regular water it's going to grow more slowly
8: oh it gets regular water i it's it's on the um it's on the sprinkler in the back
2: oh okay
4: all
8: right so, so it does it does get reg- regular water and then uh, since we pulled the grass out and put in mulch in that area um uh the trees seem to be everything seems to be growing okay and i don't know if there's another another um, cuz we cut back the sprinklers cuz i was like it was it was just too much but um and it, we have a thin layer of mulch and then mu- mu- the rest of it's Mostly pine needles. Now they're all covered with pine needles. Mm-hmm. That's that. That water will go through the pine needles and the mulch.
4: Correct? Yes. Mm-hmm.
8: Okay. Okay. Because I, I wanted to make everything seems to be grown okay. We made had to make a couple little adjustments, but well, it'll about.
2: go through the mulch as long as you water long enough for okay. it to soak the mulch and then to penetrate down into the soil. Okay.
8: okay. All right. And, yeah, and then I do hand watering and stuff in the you okay. know in the winter, and the, the last thing. I have, I've been trying to grow a small redbud plant between the two, the two junipers, and it, this particular one died every time I'd replace it, it died, replace it, died, finally dug, dug around, and there's, it died because it's right next to, next to a big rock. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah. I couldn't, so I, it just, it just doesn't want to grow there, nothing wants to grow there, so it's just one of those spots that is just not going to be a, not going to have a pretty plant. Oh, I know. I know because I had.
1: <laughs> can you move? Can you move? Uh, I don't know, a foot or two or three away from that big
8: rock. Well, I could, but the sprinkler—it's—it gets a really good shot at the sprinkler, oh, okay. so it's the location and the sprinkler head just mm-hmm. didn't match up well. So I'll, I'm still, but I, if I could move the rock, I would. But it's a little bit bigger than my what I want to tackle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there, this is nothing but rock and sand and clay. So, okay. I don't know how anything
2: grows. We'll put a big pot there and plant something, some annuals during the summer then.
8: <laughs> I think I'll put some yard art there. There you go.
1: Okay, that <laughs> works <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah.
8: Okay, all right. Hey, thank you so much. Love your show.
2: Oh, great. Thank you for calling, Sue. Uh huh.
8: Bye
1: bye. Speaking of red buds, there's a new one on the market. It will soon be on the market. Mm-hmm. God knows how long it'll take to get, get to Denver. I think its name is called Flamethrower.
2: Oh, is that the one from Chelsea?
1: Yes. The Chelsea show? Yes.
2: It's got to come all the way across the pond.
1: I That's on a slow boat. Yeah. And then, then it'll get hung up off the coast for a couple of months. And die. And then die. And i let's go back and get another one. Yeah. <laughs> but this plant has, it's it, should, it could have been called <clears throat> Joseph's Coat. Oh, yeah? It's just a riot of color. The leaves are. Yeah. Not, not the flowers. Although it does flower like any red bud.
2: Lots of oranges and chartreuses. Yeah, chartreuses and, and greens
1: purple. and purples and all summer long.
2: Yeah. It was cool. very pretty. Yeah, it did. I don't know what hardiness zone it was hardy to.
1: They, I haven't seen any notation on that yet.
2: Because they're not all no. hardy to zone five.
1: I wish we had uh, Circus chinensis. Yeah. That's a bigger tree.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's not hardy. Not tree. hardy here. I tried. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> Probably more than once.
1: Been there, killed that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel your pain. I've, yeah, killed, I've killed so many things. But they're always a learning experience.
1: They are. I do have my canna musifolia coming up from seed. Oh, and? Yeah. and Well, very early, of course. Oh, okay. Um, it's green. It's green, huh? Yeah, no, no maroon showing so far.
2: So far. All right. We'll see. I have, wait for it. Didn't go on drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> elephant ears coming up from seed. I didn't realize that my elephant ears, my taro plants, if yeah. you want to call them that, had gone to seed last year. And flowers and everything. Yeah, and and I was digging in the potting soil, and I found these little hard, looked like giant peppercorns. Really. And they were sprouting. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but it really wants to grow, so I'll pot it up. And yeah. lo and behold, elephant ear leaves came out of it. And unbeknownst to you that it even flowered and set seed. Well, I've seen it flower once in a while, but I never paid yeah. attention to it. I never thought it would set seed. And they weren't little tubers because they were hard as a rock. Yeah. So that it was be. unusual. And oh. they put up little seed leaves. And. Uh, well,
1: that, that Colocasia alocasia that we argued about over the uh-huh. next week. <laughs> Yeah. That I took home. Uh-huh. <coughs> it's
2: starting to flower.
1: Is it really? Yeah. It's spindly little
2: thing. Uh, I bought two more the other day. Um, Same thing or? Uh Hilo. Oh, Hilo. I can't think oh, of the name. I would
1: say Hilo Blue, but...
2: No, it's, it's got different colors of <coughs> green and chartreuse, yeah, dark green and light uh, they're, green they're, splotched a, over the leaves. There's a
1: breeder, in, I think on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. It might actually be in the town of Hilo. I think it's called Hilo Beauty. Yeah, and he's come up with a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, that's one that's newish one, which means it's going to be pricey.
2: And then I got one called Low Riser, which is interesting looking. I'll have, show, I'll have to show it to you, but it's got... yeah. It's got uh, arrow-shaped leaves, like you'd expect, but mm-hmm. s- much smaller so far <clears throat> and ruffled along the edges. And I'm assuming that by the name Low-Riser, it's not going to get real tall. But we'll see. So now I have six varieties. Oh, cool. Of these stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What am I thinking? You go, boy. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. You said two minutes? Two minutes not less like than that. two minutes. I don't like that. <clears throat> can we go over? Let's go <laughs> let's go talk to Harry real quick. Good morning, Harry. Thanks for calling the the wise guys. How can we help you today?
3: Uh, yes, good morning. The rabbit ate off my new red uh, redbud plant and it or tree and it came back up, but it's a, a branch is coming <coughs> up. It doesn't have a trunk. <laughs> will the branch ever turn into a trunk? Yes, it will. Uh, Well, good deal.
2: Yeah, just protect uh, it from those stupid rabbits.
3: Well, the rabbit ate off my Osage Orange and and the pawpaws, too, but they come up just fine. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all I needed to know. Thank you, and I love your show. And by the way, (laughs) my wife, mean old Imadell, grew up 20 miles from Moal Bowl, where the uh, largest orchid plantation in the world is.
2: Is that right? Wow.
3: And the house is full. <laughs> the house is full, <laughs> all, all right. right. <laughs> okay. Excellent.
2: Well, you thanks for the call, Harry.
3: Have a nice <coughs> one.
2: You too. He's growing a bordock tree and a papaya. or a pawpaw, pawpaw tree. And a redbud. And, you know, those sprouts that do come up from the base, from young trees can develop into decent trees. Well, the redbuds oftentimes are grown from, I don't know what they're grown from. It can't be from cuttings because
1: they're just miserable from cuttings maybe seed I probably don't really know but they grow them for a year out in the field and then cut the trunks off and start over why they get a, a faster growth they say with the oh. second growth maybe a multi stem that way too yeah you could do that as well well music indicates that we're done we're finished. Uh no more DOS end so we're gonna <laughs> get out of here yeah, yeah that too so everybody thank you for listening and participating in the show <laughs> And as always, keep that shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. And uh, if you have any more garden questions we didn't get answered this week, write them down, make a note, and bring them back next week because we're going to come back here and do it all over again right here on Legends A10.
5: The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.